Hi. Hello, Nashville. And the internet. Uh, I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. Okay. Please continue. And you're listening to and watching Schmanners. No. See, there you go. You got it. She some. meant me, not you. Uh, something, 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 Schmanners. It's extraordinary uh, etiquette. For ordinary occasions, hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are I you? almost said it's extraordinary internet. I don't know what I'm doing right now. You know what? If you think about it, not not true. I suppose. What we do is extraordinary internet. You're not going <laughs> to find internet. Occasions. Yeah, you're not going to find or internet like this anywhere else. How are you? I'm okay. I could yeah. I could use a little relaxation time. <gasps> I got to tell Good you. Good news. We're talking about Bob Ross. Yeah, we are. You know we said, let's do a special topic for Nashville. Let's find a really Nashville-centric <laughs> episode. So, tell us about Nashville-born, Nashville-bred, Bob Ross. He was born in Florida. <laughs> and grew up in Orlando. I see. I don't know if he ever went to Nashville. <laughs> Okay. He moved to Alaska. Not Nashville. By any stretch of the definition. Uh, Alaska, the Nashville of the North. Uh, I just like Bob Ross, so. Yeah! Uh, you know, so here's the thing. One, uh, what if you are to know anything about me whatsoever, it is that I love ASMR. I love it very much. I what make, does ASMR stand for, for the people who may not be you. familiar? Uh, I believe it's Auditory Sensory Meridian... Uh, response. Response, yes. yes. Um, and it is just great. Um, it's like a massage for your brain. Uh, so the thing about ASMR is... For some people, uh, this is the best way. It's, it's a lot more than this, but the easiest way I've found to relate it to other people is um, for some people, listening to like recordings of the sound of rain or like ocean waves or that kind of thing is very relaxing. And for some people, it's like the sounds of hands rubbing together or like, uh, like paper crinkling or plastic crinkling. And for some people, it's like people chewing on stuff or whispering or inaudible mouth sounds. And listen, I know. I heard some of you groan out there. But listen, there are lots of countries where people like eat bugs for food, right? Different strokes for different folks. And as someone who likes listening to people eat fried chicken, <laughs> back off. You know what I really like? I really like the sound of water underwater yes so like when a faucet is running i want to hear the sound that you hear when you would be underneath the water listening to the faucet that exists i like it because there are asmr videos for everyone 
uh, just, I know we're not talking about ASMR, but you can also find ASMR videos of just dogs sitting in front of a microphone eating different food. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Mwah. Uh, but here, the reason I'm bringing it up is a lot of people, like their first kind of introduction to the idea of ASMR is Bob Ross. Because anybody in this room not know who Bob Ross is? All right. And proud of it. You will be educated by yeah, the but, end. So, because Bob, because Bob, it feels weird to <laughs> just say Bob. Bob. Our friend, Mr. Ro Bob Ross. It's hard not to say the full name. Because Bob Ross has a very kind of like low, not a low voice, but low timbre to his voice. A he low, whispers. Yeah, and, but not, not, yeah, but not just the whisper. Like he has a very smooth, even. Anyways, it is very relaxing for people. In fact, when, when Teresa was pregnant with BB. Um, we would watch The Joy of Painting, is that what it's called? Yeah. It? yeah. Mm -hmm. We would watch that like on Netflix or whatever it was on for her to fall asleep to, you know, because it was very relaxing. And it was like, okay, cool. We'll watch, you know, whatever comedy or action movies we're into these days because <laughs> we're cool. And then we'll wind down with either, uh, with either uh, Bob Ross. Or, or Antiques Roadshow. Or Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> Well, because before, the sleepy time tea the sleepy of time television. Tea. Well, because um, before I got pregnant with BB, I really loved food shows. I would watch the Food Network and Cooking Channel and all that stuff, and it's the it's a very similar feeling. Um, but I was so nauseous that I couldn't even watch food, so I turned to Bob Ross and Antiques Roadshow, which were very similar feelings, but not about food. Okay, so okay. tell me about Robert Ross. Robert. Weird, right? No, that's it. I mean, his... I mean, I know that's his name, but it's weird to say, because it's supposed to be Bob Ross. Right. Like, I just learned that Goofy, that's not his, it might not be his real name. Hey, listen, I know this, has, this is not Jermaine, but... Oh, my God. At one Someday point, we might start this podcast. At one point, Goofy's name was George Geef. Uh, I think that the internet lies, so I'm not, okay. I'm not I don't believe you. George Geef. Okay. Uh, born Robert Norman Ross, as I said, in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, not Nashville, sorry. No. Daytona, I would argue, the least relaxing place in the entire world. You think so? Yes. Yeah. Um, his <laughs> it's not a joke it's just it's true. true everything's loud and for tourists he, he hey, was... i'm trying to really stoke the fire of the old the old nashville daytona rivalry he was heavily influenced by both of his parents his father was a carpenter and fun fact if you look really closely at some of the television shows, you can see that he is missing a digit on his left hand from carpentry. Robbie's? Yeah. That's why he paints so good. You think so? <laughs> that must be it. I'll be right back. Well, so he, he holds the palette in his left hand, and then he uses the... Uh, the brushes and scalpels and things like that in the, the right hand. So it's very hard to tell. But there are some times like when he is when he brings on his pet squirrel. Which we'll that talk he about nursed later. back to health? What's up? 
he's the best. You, you can see that he's, he's missing a finger. Um, uh, and speaking of his pet squirrel, he um, got his love of nature from his mother, um, who allowed him to have what he said, every pet imaginable. Every um, pet imaginable? I could not find a... Like a blue whale? Because I can imagine a blue whale. Well, but could you imagine keeping it as a pet? Yes. Not well. <laughs> not... Let me rephrase. Not for very long. Okay. I was unable to find a detailed list, but I'm sure that someone who is very good at Google will be able to figure it out. Um, we, I know for certain squirrels, birds, cats, dogs, uh, I think a raccoon and a goat at one point. Yes. Okay. They agree with me. I think that was mostly just a shout out for goats. Um, Don't let the eyes deceive you. They're not the devil. That's the tagline for goats. Hi, I'm Travis McGray, spokesman for the Goat Council. I know how they look. Pretty messed up, right? They're not bad. The more you know. Save that for your show later. Yes, we'll do. Thanks. You got it. Um, his first career was actually in the Air Force. And unlike some of the... Oh, cool, cool. My dad, also in the Air Force. Thank you. Shout out to Mike Wellman. He retired lieutenant colonel. Mm. Um, once again, another side note, but I haven't said this publicly. Uh, Teresa and I, we have our uh, car insurance through uh, the... the USAA. Correct. And I was like renting a car recently and I told him that and the woman at the counter said, did you serve? And I laughed. <laughs> that sounds like an appropriate because response. It was so shocking to me that someone would think that I had. Like, oh no, look at me. No. Not, not like because... Hey, soldiers come in all shapes but that's and what I'm sizes. Not, not because, like, I wouldn't want to, because I'm not good enough. <laughs> What's the idea? It's like if someone looked at me and said, you're Superman. <laughs> I was like, no! <laughs> it's like when someone occasionally is like, you're an adult, right? And I'm like, no! All right. Um, in the Air Force... He was relocated to Alaska, which, by the way, he was 21 years old before he even saw snow. That, that blows my mind. I actually had friends, uh, went to school in Oklahoma, and a lot of my friends uh, from Texas, it snowed like our freshman year, so like 18, 19, and it blew their minds. Mm. Because they were from like deep south Texas, where like it yeah. had not snowed. Well, he was so inspired by the snow-capped mountains. That's he invented he... painting. And That's it was such a powerful invention, it rippled back through time. <laughs> but he didn't develop his style of painting until while he uh, was working part-time as a bartender. Because, you know, you got to have, sometimes you got to have a side gig. Got to eat. Um, he was watching a painter, a German painter by the name of Bill Alexander, who was also on public access. Um, and he would use a technique called a la prima, meaning all at once. So the idea is that the 
thinner paint sticks to the thicker paint, which allows you to complete an entire painting in one setting. So you don't you don't see it. Oh, cool. Big you fan like of it. paints. You you don't you like see the it. idea of pigment in liquid form. You don't see it on the show because he primes it before they start. Yeah, you see it like he's already done like kind of the back layer and then layer. Well, layer. usually he does either a, a black layer or a white layer, depending upon the general like tone of the painting. But that's the that's the wet layer of paint that you have to have to do the technique. So then you're painting, you're not waiting for the paint to dry. You're exactly. continuing to paint. Exactly. And it all dries together. Yeah, right. Interesting. Uh, because um, he would use kind of like those scraper instruments. Mm -hmm. um, and he was actually, you, you put the color on and you take a lot of it away, which also helps with the drying process. So you don't have to wait between the layers to avoid mixing. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of it you mix on the canvas. That's the thing. Like, well, he mixes it on the palette. But as you watch him do it, he's like, we'll do this, and then we'll add this color to it, and we'll add this color to it. So you get, like, layer. Like, one of my favorite ones I ever saw him do was, like, an, like an ocean, like a wave crashing mm -hmm. onto a beach. And so as he added the layers, like, it would kind of feather the edges together of the layer. So right. it, it made this really nice... It's just a great show. But you could still, <laughs> it is a great show. You could still see the different colors mm -hmm. because the layering was so thin. Yes. Right. Um, so after he retired from the Air Force, um, he began teaching this uh, technique. Now I've heard, and this might be urban legend, but I have heard that he was like a drill sergeant or something in the air. No, okay. No. Because that was one of the urban legends of Bob Ross is that he yelled so much as a drill sergeant that when he retired, he was like, I'm never going to yell again. And that's why he whispered all the time. No. You laugh? I how, many, how many other people in this room have heard that? I have also heard that about Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the idea of Mr. Rogers was a sniper who had tattoos down to his wrist, right. and that's right. how he worked. No. No, they went down to the elbow. <laughs> uh, so he, he started uh, with the Magic Art Company, uh, teaching A lot this. of weed. Uh, we'll edit that out. That might be libel. <laughs> <laughs> but... Nobody was really interested in Bob Ross teaching them because they didn't know who Bob Ross was until um, at one of his workshops, he met someone named Annette Kowalski. Uh-huh. Yes. Nailed it. Um, and they really liked not just the painting style, but they liked the calming effect of Bob, which is really like his, his deal. The paintings are fine. They're great. But it's the experience, yes. right, of being there and watching him do it. Um, yeah, but there was not, it was really hard to break into television, you guys. Uh, yeah, people, sometimes you make one season of a television show and then... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 Um, the way that they finally broke in was they made a commercial with Bill Alexander, who was already in television. Remember the German guy? 
Uh, and he was, in the commercial, he metaphorically passed his paintbrush on to Bob Ross, and then the producers of, the, of his show... Killed he, him. No. <laughs> loved it so much that they were like, okay, we can dig this guy, Bob, if, if Bill likes him. I mean, okay. we can do that. Can I tell you my favorite thing about the Bob Ross show? Sure. It, so it's very instructional, but it's, it's, at least for me, it seems instructional in the same way of like as you watch uh, like cooking shows where you're like, you're watching them nowhere near a kitchen. And listen, we're all pretending like I might cook it and that's why I'm like, but I'm not, right? I'm not gonna do it. And so as Bob Ross is doing it though, what I really like is there are no mistakes. There's no, and not mm -hmm. that he doesn't make mistakes but that a mistake then becomes part of the picture. Exactly. Becomes, becomes part of the painting, and it's so non-judgmental of like, what? Happy, Happy accidents. Accident. Right, of like, you Thank feel you. very safe watching Bob Ross as a teacher, if you don't mm -hmm. feel judged, you feel like, I could, I could learn to do this by doing, and be bad, I mean, not me, because <laughs> I'm very lazy. But, you know, normal people. Um, I tried to find some actual, like, statistics of how many people were actually painting along. And... Uh, All but one. <laughs> Travis McElroy. One he of just couldn't get him. I was Bob's white whale. Ooh, I'll make an episode that'll get Travis one of these days. One of the sources said even though 95% of all public access stations still carry Bob Ross and the joy of painting, only 3% of the people that watch are actually painting along. Everyone else is just enjoying this dude Yes, 3% was actually higher than I would have expected. <laughs> I was expecting 0%. So much so that uh, he's actually been mentioned as a favorite of Brad Paisley, mm. of um, Duff Goldman, the Ace of Kinks. Um, and what? I like Duff. I enjoy the kids' bake-off challenge or whatever it's called. <laughs> he seems nice to those kids. Okay. It's well, not a joke. He seems nice to kids. He... <laughs> oh, boy. He really likes Bob Ross as well. He said that uh, he was influenced by him. Mm -hmm. Well, he's um, got two eyes and a heart. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. Can I tell you another interesting thing? So while, while Trace and I, that got you? That got you real hard, the two eyes and a heart thing? That broke you real bad? I really try hard not to laugh at his jokes. It only encourages him. I get really excited, though, when I get it. Uh, Teresa and I looked this up while we were watching it while she was pregnant, and, like, you, it is almost impossible to find Bob Ross paintings for sale uh, for two reasons. One, if I remember correctly, they just didn't save a lot of them, like, as he was doing it. Like, well, he donated a lot of them to the stations yeah. that he was, was aired on. Um, and so a lot of them were given as, as pledge drive gifts mm -hmm. um, and things like that. And also, they are so beloved, no one sells them. They want like, them. They're just not, they're not put up for sale. Like, once someone gets a Bob Ross painting... 
they hold on to it forever. So like no, just like no one is trying to make money off of owning a Bob Ross painting. They're just so happy to have it. That just makes me so happy. Uh, I remembered the name of the squirrel. Peapod was the name of the squirrel. Peapod. Yes. Um, apparently the station that he recorded this at really hated it when, they, when he brought in his critters. It, they had to fulfill a weird writer. I suppose so. They really More hated nuts? It. Well, I can understand that. I mean, squirrels are mischievous. They're always hiding always things. Getting They're into always getting They're always burrowing things. Always they, stirring up the pots. They might, like, chew wires and mm, things like that. And I die. I don't really know. But, like, because it was so important to Bob and everybody loved Bob, they let him do it. Um, another fun thing about his love of animals, he actually had a, uh, a heart attack. He didn't die of a heart attack. This heart attack. Um, he did die, though. No. Hey, spoiler alert. Bob Ross is dead. You know that, right? Did we just break the news to Nashville? Did you all not hear? Oh, no. Ooh. I mean... What a we, happy accident. Did we have to go to that? Anyway, he had a pond in his backyard that he had uh, stocked with fish, not for fishing, but for pets, um, and was so distraught about the fact that he could not like go down to the pond and feed the fish, he made his friend Annette, the, the woman who helped get him on television, um, promise to feed his fish every day. Oh. Mm, I think that, I mean... A pond makes its food for the fish, doesn't it? Like I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah? pretty sure that ecosystems... No, maybe. I don't know. It was probably a self-supporting ecosystem, but he really wanted to feed those fish. Um, yes, he did die in 1995. <laughs> but... But his, his show, now on Netflix, also continues to be, um, to be broadcast all over the world on public access. Um, I think it's still on Netflix, too. Yeah, I said that. Me. I just said that. I said that. I was busy congratulating the person who yelled what? <laughs> on a good joke. Um, but I'd, I would... I'd like to think that person had just come back from the bathroom. <laughs> How many more? I'm going to go walk down the street with like a sandwich board on like, hey, bad news. If you really want to know, look at the back. Bob Ross is dead. I would like to leave you with several of his quotes, which are... I'm dead. So cute. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Talent is a pursued interest. Anything that you're willing to practice, you can do. That's nice. 
In the time you sit around worrying, trying to plan out a painting, you could have completed a painting. That's nice. I like that too. And the last one I'd like to share is the true joy of painting is the friends you make along the way. Bob! Oh. What what a powerful member of the zeitgeist. I mean, really, it's yeah. it's just amazing. Um, and well, I've, I, I've already talked about this before, and when we talk about Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. right? But like Bob Ross also represents. Has that been released yet? Did we, we put up Mr. Rogers? Yet? It's very. We did. It's very good. It's very. Good. Listen to it. But talking about like this, I I I love whenever there is a figure that represents. Especially from like you know the '80s on, of like this this non-toxic masculinity mm-hmm. person that everyone knows, right? That that you can think of as as being gentle and kind and patient and understanding and themselves and themselves truly right. themselves. That it seems like he wasn't pretending to be those things. That he just sincerely wanted everyone to feel comfortable working on this thing and that it was okay. And I just think it's, it's amazing that there is such a well-known positive force like that, that, you know, every, like almost everybody except one person who hopefully now knows who Bob Ross is, <laughs> like knows about it. And it's just like, think about Bob Ross as an influence. And it's like, yeah, that's the thing. It's okay to just be pleasant and everyone will like it. <laughs> that's nice. I can't think of anything any more schmannerly than that. Yeah. Uh, So thank you all for coming just to see us. But don't leave. There's two more shows coming after us. No, sit back down. Sit back down. Don't leave. Everyone, come back in. Come back in. There's two more shows after this. Uh, Stick around for Sawbones coming up right after us. You've heard of it. Uh, And then after that, My Brother, My Brother and Me? Uh, speaking of, for my brother, my brother, and me, if you have a question that you would like to come down to one of the microphones during the show when we get to the audience questions part, send it to, uh, I think it's live at mbmbam.com. Uh, thank you. Uh, and include your name and seat number and just like a one sentence summary of what the question is. And then if we want more details, we'll call you down to the microphones. Uh, but mail those, you know, don't do it like during Sawbones, but like intermission, that kind of thing. Uh, you're doing it right now? Great. This is just housekeeping. It's boring. Um, also, there are posters out in the lobby uh, that were done by Evan Palmer uh, that are gorgeous. Um, so for this tour, basically what we did is we were working with a bunch of different uh, artists for the posters, and we just said monster that's the inspiration do whatever you want and so each person is like taking a different tact with it and i love evan so much so that's going to be out in the lobby during intermission you can grab that um how many people this is your first time hearing schmanners excellent uh we are on maximum fun we come out every week uh we talk sometimes about biographies of people sometimes about like the history of manners and how it still applies to now and we take advice questions and unlike my brother my brother and me actually answer them um so So, check those uh, out we would like to first of all thank you paul thank you paul also uh if 
you enjoyed our theme music. Thank you to Brent Brentelfloss Black. That is available as a ringtone. Where those are found, it's very catchy. Much enjoy. Very good. Um, thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art, and you can find us on Twitter at SchmannersCast. Um, thank you to Keely Weiss Photography for our cover banner of our fan-run Facebook group, which you are welcome to join if you enjoy giving and getting excellent advice from other Schmanners fanners. It's called Schmanners Fanners, and that's the cutest title ever, and my wife came up with it. Because she's the cutest. So? I know. I'm the best husband in the world. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us, so join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, I'm Janet Varney. And like many of you, some more recent than others, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including wonderful women like Alison Brie. I'm dead center on the balance beam. And this is like a big gym. All the kids' parents are there watching. I have to stop. Like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move. And then I just go. I just pee right in the middle of the high balance beam. (laughs) So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with complicated, funny, messy humans as we reminisce about our adolescences and how they led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun.